Hello, and welcome to Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, covering political and social issues one liberty at a time, with entertaining insights of current events and important discussions on topics that affect us all, shining the torch of liberty and brightening the future by bringing libertarianism into our everyday life. And now, your host, the friendly neighborhood libertarian, Jason Lyon, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth on Muddied Waters Media. I totally almost forgot how to set all this stuff up. Hey guys, welcome back. Holy smokes. It's been forever since I seen you. And of course it was nobody's fault, but my own. Um, we've been incredibly busy. I'll give you guys some of those insights probably a little bit later on. Um, but I want to say welcome back everybody. I love you all. I appreciate you guys all. We've been doing some incredible things in the background and I've been fighting some, some battles with some unwanted, um, entities in my home area. Um, so that's why I wasn't here last week. That was a planned show. But outside of that, we did do the, uh, criminal justice forum summit there in, uh, ohio columbus ohio we went there for americans for prosperity spy cohen was there Dwayne lester was there many great people were there a lot of fantastic uh trainings and uh networking was was to be had learned a lot of incredible stories there so grateful for that experience there um thank you christy wickers for hooking us up with the invite and helping us get out there and everything with that we also went down for the liberty night gala there in brevard county florida that was an incredible uh night if you guys missed that we do have the live stream still up and available for you guys to check out um there in brevard county got to meet up with a, a a list of incredible stars um networking and even got to speak for myself um i'm not going to boast too loudly but tasha cohen did tell me that I had the best speech of the night, despite Spike Cohen standing right next to her and asking her, you do remember I spoke, right? And so she reaffirmed that, yes, it was the best speech of the night. So I'm not saying it was the best speech. That's not me, just Tasha. So incredible weekend, incredible week that was. And uh, so I'm, I'm glad to be back here hitting the airwaves with you guys tonight. We've got an incredible episode. I've got the one and only Nolik Trump from Alaska, coming all the way from Alaska. So it's it's mid-afternoon for her. Uh, so grateful that she's going to be coming on to the, the show tonight. We're going to be talking a little bit about her campaign, her attempt to getting into office at the borough level. If you guys aren't familiar with those, it's basically the same thing as a county. We're going to talk a little bit about that, talking about some lessons learned for when you guys decide to run yourselves. But then we're also going to be talking about some of the other activities and initiatives that she's been working on in order to help put Liberty first and to help promote a better community for us tomorrow. Um, she's an incredible gal, and I'm so grateful for that. But before we get to that, we got to talk a little bit about some of the fantastic people around here. So first of all, thank you guys all for being here on this wonderful Friday night. It is December 2nd. And we are live at 8 p.m. Eastern, like what we are every week that I do <laughs> the live shows, which should be every week. Uh, thank you to Matt, Brian, Scott Lambrick, and Jenny for the intro song that we use on this episode and every episode of Mr. America, The Bearded Truth. And thank you guys. If you guys are watching the live stream, whether that's on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Float. There you go. If you're watching the live stream on there, thank you guys so much for being there and being a part of that. Or if you guys are checking this out later on the podcast. 
incredibly appreciated thank you for taking us on the go taking us to the gym to the on the car rides to work or wherever however you're listening to us we appreciate each and every one of you guys for doing so thank you guys for responding for if you have the capabilities of dropping those comments interacting with each other's comments putting those notifications on so you can make sure that whenever we go live your phone blows up everybody absolutely needs a little more muddy waters media in their life if you're looking to take the next step for the muddy crew head on over to anchor.fm slash muddied waters slash subscribe go ahead and chip in help us out we're going to continue to pumping out some pretty good exclusive content i believe that i just spoke with matt wright and we may be having another exclusive show so all the replays will only be coming for those people subscribe so head on over to anchor.fm slash muddied waters slash subscribe before we bring on the guest i've got a couple more things i got to share with you guys Kelsey Lion Designs. You guys are looking to rebrand. You guys are looking to brand a new company. You guys are looking to run a campaign. You guys are looking to have a new event. Whatever your needs are, if you need a graphic designer, you need a graphic solution. And that's what Kelsey Lion can do for you. KelseyLionDesigns.com. Head on over there. You're not going to regret it. She's worked with so many incredible people across this movement. And uh, she's she's looking to help you too so make sure you guys get on over there kelseyliondesigns.com sign up check her out use the code muddy water she's going to hook you up with a nice discount um and i have a new one i did not get the picture for it that is on me it was sent to me but liberty chic what is liberty chic well liberty chic is a fantastic organization that you need to get in order to discreetly not overtly be libertarian, but to give people that second chance to, to take a take a look at things. So he's a friend of the show and he's gonna be actually be on next week. This is Dwayne Lester. His products are beautifully designed and will elicit double takes. What I mean by that is imagine a pillow that says Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, taxation is theft, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. You look at that and you're like, yeah, Christmas is coming up. And then you take a look and you're like, oh, taxation is theft. Now somebody knows that you're the libertarian in the room. Now they're going to be they're going to be interested in talking to you. So you could do shirts. You could do their shirts. There's wall art, coffee mugs. There's decorative pillows and there's coasters and placemats, kitchen towels and even window decals. So you guys got to head over to liberty chiccom or you can head on over to the Etsy shop Etsy.com slash shop slash real liberty chic. Head on over there. You're not going to regret it. Go check them out. Before I get talking about some of the organizational changes that I've been a part of, I want to go ahead and bring on the wonderful, the one, the only Miss Nala Trump. How are you doing tonight? Uh, I am doing well, just sipping on coffee. The sun's already down. So um, with it being dark most of the day, I have to, you know, so that's that's something that you know a lot of people here and what you guys would call the lower 48 we don't get to experience that so you know everybody always asks is it you know being a former alaskan resident myself is it true that you have like six months of daylight six months of of no daylight whatsoever um do you want to you do you want to open it up and and explain that to us real quick yeah so it's not like six months all of a sudden you know like it switches over to night like there's a gradual change but around the solstices uh like during the summer the sun is out 
all the time. We even have like the midnight sun. You know, a lot of areas are known as the land of the midnight sun. And literally it's midnight and it looks like dusk, like, you know, like a very bright dusk, um, at least in my area. If you're in northern part of Alaska, then yeah, the sun's out at midnight doesn't set it just kind of like makes a circle around the sky um but now we are in the portion where it's winter time and it's really dark and uh the sun like literally i mean it's already behind the mountains it's four o'clock my time uh there's like a four hour difference between the east coast and my time so the sun's already down it's getting dark out and uh like i'll be looking outside it's pitch black i'm like man i am so tired i think we need to get ready for bed it'll be like five o'clock you know, it's yeah. so, it's it's very depressing, honestly. Uh, so we have to keep ourselves entertained. And uh, there's even things called like happy lights. And it like simulates the sun. Because <laughs> we've terraformed up here, apparently, and we're some foreign planet. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's the portion that we're at. We get very little sunlight. And then the sunlight that we do get, uh, there's a long period of dawn. And then it just pokes over the mountains and stays just above the horizon. And then it goes back down and we have dusk. And so, yeah. So I that's, that's the portion we're at right now. So I was living in the deeper north area that you're referencing. I was a couple 30 minutes north of Fairbanks is the little small. I can't even consider it a town. The street that I lived on. <laughs> but it was it was just that the sun would would rotate around. It almost was similar to noon on summer solstice, longest day of the year. And we would have a seven minute difference every day of when the sun would set. And and so it, it feels gradual in some instances and in other instances it's like, holy smokes, it's already an hour difference of when it comes down. Right. Um, but you know that winter time of if you get to see the sun it's just like what am i doing out here it's 11 15 in the morning it's both sunrise and sunset at the same time like this is just thank god for capitalism it's so tiring me yeah thank god for capitalism <laughs> and giving me those fake lights um but i'm <laughs> tons of vitamin d tons of vitamin d yes yeah yes god take care of yourself um, which is a good plug for a future show. I've got Kyle coming on. I don't want to butcher his last name, but we're going to be talking about taking care of yourself. And so that's a good plug there. Um, but <clears throat> first of all, you're fantastic at everything you do. You ran for office. You're working with all these organizations, but who are you and how did you come to libertarianism? Oh God, I'm going to have an existential crisis. On life. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasting. Who am I? Uh, no. Uh, so anyways, uh, a lot of people know me as the Eskimo libertarian. So pretty much uh, when there were the lockdowns that initially hit, you know, back in 2020, it made me realize that, oh my gosh, I don't know what power the government has over me. I didn't realize like this is something that could happen. It's like completely shutting down the economy. I actually lost uh, a job opportunity. It was going to be like a dream job. And uh, I had recently had a child and it was just like a very like eye-opening experience. And so I remember telling my husband, like, I need to pay attention more. So I did start paying attention more and I started getting more involved. And then that was also, you know, with the presidential election coming up, uh, I had heard of libertarianism, but I hadn't heard of the Libertarian Party. Mm -hmm. And uh, I... Uh, and that's when I heard about like, you know, Joe Jorgensen and Spike Cohen. And in fact, uh, that was right around the time that Joe Jorgensen was going to be visiting up here in Alaska. 
And see, we never get presidential candidates up here. So it was like a big deal, at least, you know, for me. I mean, most people like, I don't care, like, <laughs> leave yeah. me alone, which is pretty libertarian in itself. Uh, and so I, I actually got to meet her and um, learned more about the Libertarian Party. And uh, I started making memes because that's what millennials do to, for advocacy is just, you know, I did what any millennial would do is I started a meme page. And uh, after the election, I decided to just keep it going. And I kind of rebranded it as the Eskimo Libertarian uh, because at the time it was catered more towards, you know, Jor Jorgensen promoting her to get, you know, a Libertarian elected into office. Mm -hmm. So uh, since then, I've been much more active uh, in the Libertarian Party. Uh, I, stu I still continue to make memes, but I bring up different issues. I do write-ups. Um, I write for... Uh, local papers. I, um, I'm i actually the vice chair of the Alaska Libertarian Party, and I've just kind of snowballed into like this big conglomerate of what I am in this liberty movement. So um, it's kind of what, it, and like people can find me on most social media, uh, like the major social media uh, pages as, you know, the Eskimo Libertarian. So. And, and I couldn't recommend them enough because you're, you're not just the meme page that's sharing memes. You're the meme page that's creating just the most incredible content. I wake up and, and I'm <laughs> laughing. I'm I'm enjoying the memes, the contents. If you guys are not subscribed already, I don't know how you guys missed out on this opportunity. But take the opportunity today. Pause this video if you have to. Go like and follow those pages. She's everywhere and anywhere. On TikToks, it's it's always funny. Uh she got um if you guys are familiar with TikToks and some of the, the crazy trends. Probably the most standout one that she got uh, for me was there was a scrolling of which politician are you? And she got the one, the only Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> so <laughs> from one native yeah. to another. Um, oh, God. Well, my reaction to was like, but I'm actually native. <laughs> But yes, that one was, it was so hilarious when that happened. Cause I was like, okay, this is something I feel like I should do with my brand, you know? And so, and then just literally of all, of all the politicians it could have been, I don't even know how many were on like the scroll, but I was just like, really? <laughs> oh, so yeah, it's, it, it... fun stuff. <laughs> it's been incredible, but we of course are not here to just talk about memes and to make memes, but. You guys are more than welcome to do that in the audience. Um, but I want to talk to you. So you ran for the Matsu borough in this last election. You ran as a candidate in order to better represent your people because the people need something different than what the R&Ds are, are giving us. Um, what was what inspired you to get into that race? Because running for public office is daunting. It's scary. It's there's so much to be done. There's so much to know. There's the teams to be structured, all this stuff where you've coming in blind or like, what was it that was like, I gotta, I gotta, you know, grab those bootstraps, pull myself up and let's get out there and let's, let's campaign. Right. So I, uh, like I said, I, my start was in 2020 with the libertarian party itself. So that was, you know, over, uh, like it was, it's been two and a half years that I've been active in the party, but this is actually the first time that I can run for office. Uh, other times I've been too young, just outside of the limits, or, you know, it, there were multiple other things, but this is actually the first time I could actually run for office, and it's a local office. Uh, 
So for those that don't know, borough is pretty much like the same as a county. However, like with Alaska, we're such a vast state. Like people can't fathom how large Alaska is and it's broken up into boroughs and people are so spread out. So my borough, which is the Matsu borough is what people call it, or the Matanuska Susitna borough. It's the size of West Virginia, but it has 100,000 people in it. So imagine if West Virginia had a population of 100,000. And so um, I was running for one of the assembly seats is what I was running for. And um, yeah, there there were a few different issues uh, that I was kind of aware about that I, I really wanted to bring to the table. For example, like the mill rate of property taxes. So in Alaska, we don't have uh, an income tax. We don't have a state sales tax. However, in our borough, we have a property tax and uh, it's around nine for our mill rate. So for those that don't know what a mill rate is, for every $1,000 that your property is assessed at, uh, you pay that amount. So if it's one mill rate and your property is assessed at $1,000, you pay $1 is you know how it works. So we're around the nine mark, the nine point something something. And so I wanted to run on reducing that because the um, property assessments have been just skyrocketing with everything going on. And yes. if you take a look at our uh, <laughs> at the uh, report that they give out, the financial report of the Matsu Borough, it looked like we were having about uh, a $10 million excess that they were collecting from this. And uh, looking at the breakdown of where the money was going, I was like, well, we can cut here, we can cut here. We have to make sure that this you know slice of the pie doesn't get any bigger. Because, you know, there was a nice big slice of the pie that was going towards school bonds. And so I'm like, well, let's make sure that we don't have any more school bonds. Recently, we developed a school that was paid for without any bonds. So let's make sure we follow that model. Because, you know, as we know, with bonds, we're borrowing from future generations. Yes. So just analyzing where the money was going and then that $10 million excess, I'm like, let's reduce that. So and with everything going on with inflation, uh, with the supply chain issues, which really affect us up here in Alaska, especially with food and whatnot. It's really hard to grow our own food up here. We do have monster sized vegetables, which is great, but we can't grow fruit, you know, and uh, there's a bunch of other things. So the supply chain issues really affected us. So let's give people a break. When I was door knocking, yeah. I was like, hey, I don't know if you've filled up your gas tank or bought groceries recently, but I think we all need a break. <laughs> you know, And people were like, yeah, for sure. So I was running on, let's reduce the mill rate. Uh, there were a couple other issues too. Um, uh, the, the borough is a tier two governance. And so with that, it has less power. So they weren't exactly able to shut down businesses uh, like other governments were mm -hmm. able to. If they were a tier one, they would have been able to have much more power in terms of shutting down stuff. So people were calling for the bro to switch to a tier one. They're like, you guys are big enough. You're in charge of enough of a population. You should bro the power of government. It's like, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> no let's, let's not do that. So let's, uh, I wanted to make sure that there was someone on the assembly that would advocate for keeping it at that smaller level, not moving it up to the tier one, at least keeping it at a tier two while also reducing some other powers. Uh, so uh, there was a, a few different issues that I was running on. Yeah. So uh, with both of those, so the first one, you know, I want to plug a, a previous episode where we were talking about the Jones Act and how that was 
causing uh, an increase to cost just by not allowing for more competition for who is transiting stuff up there. But I think it's also important to note that in Alaska, the cost of living is so exorbitant because everything, virtually everything has to be shipped into Alaska, um, whether yes. it's by boats or, or what, what have you. And there's so many pockets within Alaska that are only accessible either by boat or by plane. You can't even drive to them. So you have like all these people who have already been impacted just by merely living there and then uh some of the government regulation and then as you said you know the the inflation the recession that that we're in now granted i i i I don't know if i've heard this in an official statistic but i feel like there is a little bit of a lag between what the lower 48s feels for like an economic recession before it hits alaska uh in the same uh to the same degree um so i'm not going to say that that's for sure but you know you guys are still going through the same thing that we're all going through so imagine instead of where we're paying you know three bucks for a bag of grapes where you guys are spending you know probably upwards of seven oh. eight nine dollars for the same bag of grapes so this and they're this, terrible yeah they're terrible <laughs> because they're being sent they're so and, yeah and so you guys have <laughs> all of these issues already in front of you and so it's just like yeah so the housing market is booming right now housing prices are, are skyrocketing so this mill rate driving up the cost for for how much the government's going to be receiving from it these are fantastic things you know talking to homeowners this is something absolutely and and so i'm just i'm i'm absolutely floored i i want to i want to highlight this again you've been involved in this movement for like two two and a half years you ran for office yeah. you ran on a very pointed thing that was resonating with people with empathy of like hey this is impacting you let's let's do something to change this and then also to be like hey we don't need to grow the government two major things that of course i think every listener here is going to going to resonate really well with um but i think that the question the next big question is is you know how did how did this fare out for you because we're looking and we're seeing some people get highlighted as as a national success in their state runs of one to two percent. And they're like, you know, this guy got two point one percent. Let's push him up to the national stage. You know, he's going to be fantastic. He's going to be able to win us the next election. How did you fare compared to that two percent? <laughs> well, uh, so in the end, uh, I, I will highlight there were three people in this race. Um, so there was the incumbent. Uh, then there was me, and then there was uh, another individual. So in a three-way race, I ended up getting 30% of the votes. The en incumbent ended up winning with 40, I think the final number was 46, 46%, uh, and I ended up getting 30%. Which means so you got So I beat second. one of the people. So if, Yeah, I got second place. <laughs> so if anyone's a Spike Cohen fan, you know, that third place winner... We've got a second place winner here on the show tonight. Exclusive. Hey. Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> and I see Joe Hanush in the comment section getting 25%. This, these are incredible things. This is why we have to run these local yeah. races. We can make a bigger impact. It doesn't, you might, you might go on a, a binge of, of stress eating every couple nights, but that's fine. We can make, we can make a difference. <laughs> we can make those changes. You guys just, these local races are where we can make a bigger impact and you can come in second place. And I bet the next time that the wonderful, if you guys saw her signs, it says Megan Trump. I'll let her explain that. Um, why Nolik Trump 
was able to get second place is just because this was her first time running but the second time she runs first place all the way um we're gonna flop those numbers around <laughs> we'll see what she runs for next but i want to i want to know because we have some candidates in in the audience we also have some people who are going to be running in the audience i'm sure of it we have incredible people in this audience they have the best audience um i want to know <laughs> i want to know what are some of the what are some <laughs> What are some of the lessons that you learned that you didn't expect or that your team didn't expect? What are some of the things that, that you learned or what were some of the successes that you think need to be shared with other campaigns? Right. So uh, my journey in terms of becoming a candidate actually started in uh, 2021, in like April 2021. Alaska Libertarian Party hosted what they called the Gold Rush event, and it was a candidate training event. Um, it did include, I know you mentioned uh, Chrissy Wickers. She was one of the speakers um, for this event. Uh, and then, you know, Apollo Bazell, uh, our own Paul Robbins, who is our communications chair up here. He was talking about communications up here. Uh, he is also an elected libertarian. He's elected down in the Ketchikan area. So like, if you look at Alaska, um, there's like this portion down here where Juno is, Ketchikan is down at like the bottom tip. It's kind of close to Seattle-ish area. Um, Yes, yeah, you're, so, you're flipped. Yeah, use your right hand and go like this since you got your finger and your thumb. That's our, our you're Alaska You're flipped on the screen, sign. so it's fine. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. oh, there yeah. we go. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he talked about stuff. And Spike Cohen was actually up there. And so I was able to meet Spike for the very first time up there. Uh, and he was I'm talking sorry. about, you know, the... <laughs> talk about the culture of winning. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it was... um. It was a really great training opportunity. In fact, we are going to be hosting another Gold Rush event. And so Alaska, for like their convention, uh, like the Libertarian Party convention, it's every other year. And then on the off years, we're going to continue doing this Gold Rush event and training people how to be a candidate. So in next April, uh, we're going to be having this again which is exciting. So we're still doing the whole lineup and uh, figuring out venues and stuff, but it's going to be in Anchorage, Alaska, the last weekend of April. Uh, if folks are interested and we'll be putting that out there. Uh, so that is where I learned like the basics of how, how do I even run for office? And then um, I kind of kept my eye open for different opportunities to run. Uh, there were times that I was too young to run so like I was asked if I would run for lieutenant governor which is a massive position I was like really intimidated but you have to be 30 years old in Alaska to run for uh, the executive position of lieutenant or governor position uh, so I'm too young to run for it <laughs> and um, there are other times I was like hey what if I ran for like city council it turns out I am just outside of city limits uh, and there were just multiple other things I was taking a look at. And then this opportunity came up for borough assembly. And I'm like, well, I qualify. I could run for it. And there are definitely issues that I would like to see changed. Yeah. And I was encouraged by others to run for it. And the very last day that you could file and run for it, I filled out the paperwork and <laughs> was like, all right, let's go. And then afterwards, I like came home. I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> So, leave it to the libertarian um, show up in the last second slide it in and go i have violated my own nap i know it's so it's i i don't know i was terrified to go for it i'm like i don't know if i'm qualified but you know what i'm just i'm just i'm just gonna go for it and before 
that time even, so between, you know, the training and then filing for election, that entire time I have been volunteering for my community. I have been advocating about libertarianism. I have, you know, showed up for podcasts. I have written up articles. I have done all these different things. And I really, like before I even filed, I even had this in my mind. I want to make sure if I do run for office, I don't want my campaign to be the very first time that people hear my name. Yeah. So that is like one of the goals I had. And I've been volunteering for years, you know, and I've been active in my community. I, I grew up in this area. You know, I was a I was a nerdy little Girl Scout and did, a, you know, volunteer stuff. <laughs> I was involved in a lot of sports. And uh, so I was able to tie it back to that. And I just had this whole portfolio of volunteering for my community. And people really like seeing that. So if people are even considering running for office, uh, you should volunteer. You should volunteer anyways for your community. Yes. But <laughs> don't start when you've filed to run for office. Like, oh, I'm going to clean up my community for the very first time, you know? So one of the, one of the biggest things that I want to tell people is like, don't have your campaign be the first time someone has heard your name before because people are like who are you and you know like leave me alone <laughs> yes so yeah that that was one of the big things so anyways that was leading up to it i filed got my name in there um i did have to run on the name of megan trupp because that is my legal name uh nalik is my yupik name and that is you know what a lot of people know me as uh but with municipality law, you have to use what is like legally on your birth certificate. So Megan Trump uh, was the name I ran on. And uh, yeah, it that's when it all started. <laughs> so Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and all them should never run for your bureau because nobody would know their name. But you, you brought up such an important point, and I bring this up to a lot of candidates, and I say, when did you start running? And they say, well, I started running when I filed my report. I'm like, no, no, then you started way too late in the game. You know, you have to get your name out there. You have to be respected. You have to have your network because like what you were doing, you were out there with the community. You were already showing them that you cared about them because nobody cares about what you know until they know that you care about them. You were you were moving head first into all of this stuff and, and changing the community around you. And you said, now let me take it to the next step. That is one of the most powerful things that I talk with candidates about, and I'm so glad to see. I I don't know why I would have ever doubted that you wouldn't have done it, but you knew that and you did it. And that's incredible that you brought that up tonight. It's, it's one of the most important things. And if I can uh, channel Brian as well, I hope you had a name tag. Um, usually he's got some explicitives <laughs> in there, but those are the two things that I usually talk to <laughs> candidates about. Get networking beforehand, be involved with your community, be out there. If you're running for bureau or, or county council, be at those meetings, learn what they're doing, learn how they function, learn all the intricacies, get a relationship with those members, and then go ahead and run. You're going to be at least have some respect from them and respect from the community, and it will move mountains for you when you're campaigning. Um, oh, absolutely. So while on the campaign trail, any exciting yeah. things I, I know that you've shared with me. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to share that we're both nerds. Uh, we played League of Legends together. And during those, you were sharing with me so many different stories of, of things that were happening. So if you guys are looking for somebody to join on League of Legends, you guys know where to find us. Um, but 
you were sharing some pretty incredible stories and one of my favorites was actually the debate stages um you said you had a republican and a democrat incumbent and another challenger um in the race but from one debate stage to another you notice the difference in some of those candidates could do you want to share some of those stories maybe yeah so um there was only one like debate forum that happened throughout you know throughout the entire campaign and i went to that the incumbent was not there uh i was there and then the republican backed candidate was there uh the incumbent i would say is um she's emphasized that she's an independent um and then there's me the libertarian <laughs> and uh there's uh uh the other guy who was the republican backed guy there was also uh another individual there because uh my district was up for election and another district was up for election so there's seven districts and they kind of rotate each year who is up for election and it's a three-year term so uh that guy was also on the uh, debate stage so i was sitting first on the debate stage and then next to me was uh, uh my opponent and then next to him was the other district guy that was running Every time they asked a question, I had to answer first. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I will take the challenge, you know, and I I would give out this elaborate answer. And most times my opponent was like, yeah, I agree with her and wouldn't really elaborate past that too much, you know, and it's like, great. <laughs> but there were some um, issues that he did disagree with me on. And so like one of them is up here in Alaska, we have ranked choice voting. And so that is actually a statewide thing that didn't affect my campaign because it's not a statewide election, but it affects like uh, governor, senator, the representative, all the statewide stuff. Oh, and then also like state uh, reps and state senate. Those ones are affected by ranked choice voting and how that works is there's an open primary. They call it a jungle primary, the top four make it on to the general election and then you rank one through four. Uh, there's also a space for a write-in as well. So you can rank that. They had five, like one through five on there. And then you just select them that way. And it looks like I'm probably frozen. I don't know if you can still hear me. I can still hear you. Okay, perfect. I'll just keep talking <laughs> then. And um, <laughs> so ranked choice voting didn't, didn't affect our election. However, people did ask, like, how did I feel about it? And I told him I was in favor of it. And uh, man, was I in the lion's den for that one. <laughs> so uh, it, there's a huge push by the Republican Party up here to oppose ranked choice voting. They say, you know, one person, one vote. And it's like, well, ranked choice voting is one vote. Uh, you vote for the first person that you want. Like, I want this person for sure. You know, and it doesn't matter what party they are, you know. And then if they don't, if they don't get elected that or you know if they are in the top four then i want this person uh then so on and so forth and so your vote moves you know you're not like voting multiple times uh so anyways and then also republicans see this as a threat to their power up here uh alaska is known to be a pretty red state you know <laughs> so uh with that threat of power people are very opposed to ranked choice voting up here over most libertarians are for ranked choice voting or some other voting there's a couple other ones like star voting and uh I, I can't remember the names of the other ones but anyways ranked choice voting it's up here it doesn't affect my election however i did vote or you know i did say i was in favor of it so um yeah the, the, 
I have to share a funny story. Yeah. There was the guy who was like, <laughs> it was asking about it because there was audience participation at this debate forum. Uh, he he was trying to explain to me why we shouldn't have ranked choice voting. And it's like, are you on the debate stage? And then the guy was like, I think there should only be two spots on the ballot. There should be conservatives and wackos. And I'm just like, well, I'm a libertarian. I'm not conservative. And like, they didn't ask for an answer from the other two people. And someone from the audience is like, wait, let, let's let, you know, the other people answer. And the guys were like, well, I'm conservative. And that's all they said. And I was just like, whoa, all right, here we go. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm team wacko. I'm with Joe Hanoush. I'm team wacko all day. Let's, let's go. <laughs> that's fantastic. So what, what's crazy is, um, so yes, there are Republicans and Democrats. However, the definition of a party up here in Alaska will be changing January 1st due to Senate Bill 161. And the only criteria that there will be to be a political party up here in Alaska is to have 5,000 registered voters with that party, which Alaska has, or like the, the Libertarian Party up here has 7,000, close to 7,000, maybe just under 7,000 right now. So we would be considered a major party. And um, there's also a, a few other parties, too, that have registered voters. Um, I don't know at this point how many of them would be considered a, a major political party or have be recognized you know, as a party. But there are different parties up here. Yeah. And so. That's incredible. Yay. So we have ranked choice voting and party status. Woo. So you, <laughs> if you guys have 7000 voters, I mean, that's got to be like a high percentage of the population because I'm just kidding. Um. No, I know. <laughs> Three of them are like bears, I think. I, no. Yeah. And the other two are penguins. Um oh my but I joke because so coming from Alaska, joining the Navy, everyone's like, Oh, how's the penguins up there? I'm like, there's no penguins. They learned that that was a button. That's when I first learned don't show your buttons because people will press them. Um but <laughs> I want to I want to I want to focus on something real quick and just to highlight that for people. Uh Alaska, you guys have a cultural difference than virtually everywhere else in the country because your guys's population density is one person per or was yeah, it was one person per 1.3 square miles. You guys have an incredibly spread out. So the way that you were campaigning, you had to walk about a mile if you're walking from house to house to go and see <laughs> the neighbors. You guys have a whole different... Almost. Population. Almost. For my district, not as much. However, for District 1, which was also up for election, yeah, that one sucks. <laughs> That's, that's so brutal. And so not my district necessarily. I did have more of like the denser area, um, but there were still like, it was difficult for, I, I did put in quite a few miles. We ended up knocking on over 500 doors. So yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> I got some miles in. And, and for like parents or anyone who's been involved with sports, when you do sports up there, so I was in high school, just high school, just regular Joe Schmo. We paid our, our fees uh, to play in the sports. We would, hop on a bus on a saturday to go to our sporting event and we would leave at like seven o'clock in the morning and we would arrive at two o'clock in the afternoon because who else doesn't have seven hour drives within their own state to go do these sporting events alaska is so incredibly vast it's two thirds two thirds the size of the continental u.s and so you have seven districts so imagine two thirds of the country 
being split into seven that's how big these districts are so you had a, a different obstacle than a lot of other candidates will um but i i want to know like with that how did you get your name out how did you get to to resonate with so many people to get effectively a third of of every vote yeah so i did every event i could i was busy every single day i hustled i put in the work i worked for that 30 percent, and so that is something i feel like some people don't like to hear but you have to put in the work and even if you're not invited you have to go to it people are talking about like how libertarians aren't invited to forums they're not invited to this that and the other i showed up all right libertarians up here have been showing up anyways chris by who was running for uh u.s rep up here uh, he was on our ballot for um, U.S. rep. We only get one, by the way. Alaska, like with the population, only gets one representative in Congress. <laughs> and for the longest time, it was Don Young. Um, anyways, so he was not invited to forums, but he showed up anyways. He, and he wasn't angry about it either. You know, I feel like there's some people that are like, I wasn't invited. You should have invited me. No, he showed up and he's like, Hey, I'm Chris, but you know, had his big smile and like, was, you know, very charming. And like, I I'm on the ballot for your U S representative. And people are like, Oh, okay. And, you know, set up a podium for him, you know? And he was very courteous, very nice. These are your constituents, you know, don't yeah. be mean to your constituents. And so I, and plus, you know, the person who's, working at the door or whatever it wasn't the up there it wasn't their you know idea to like not invite you so show up that's the biggest thing is just show up and I went to um like luncheons you know like there's these informal luncheons about local businesses I went to this cannabis one I was talking about the cannabis industry and there was a lawyer that there that was talking about law and taxes and whatnot uh of the cannabis industry up here so up here in Alaska we have cannabis uh it's legal recreationally and uh, so I learned all about it. Like, how much is it taxed up here? Well, there's a 5% excise tax and um, it funds this, that, and the other. This is what it's earmarked at. This is what, you know, and it goes, I knew about the nitty gritty. I met with uh, small business owners there. Uh, some of them weren't in my district, but they're like, hey, I'm rooting for you. I'm so glad that there is a political candidate here who's trying to learn about the industry. They show, like, they saw that I cared. So show up to everything. I even yes. went to school board meetings. I you know, went to my local radio station, had an interview there. I wrote for the local paper. I, you know, and if I wasn't doing events, I was calling or I was walking and I was knocking on doors and it was like single digit temperatures outside, bundled up, knocked on doors, tried to get that sympathy vote. <laughs> and so it was so cold and people were like, oh gosh, aren't you freezing? I'm like, yes, but I care. You know, something cheesy yeah. like that. But <laughs> but I do. I really care. I would have to care if I'm going to go out there into a blizzard and hand out little leaflet or, uh, you know, these rack cards and like, hey, with my smiling face, you know, I'd pull down my little because <laughs> I'm trying to stay warm. I'd be like, hey, vote for me. It's really me. <laughs> I'm the one on the card. So yeah, I hustled every single day sunday through saturday um incredible I, I i yeah that that's how you do it you have to work hard yeah and i found volunteers too that helped me too <laughs> yes volunteers are incredible and and i think yes. i think i want to have a future show that i talk about what we do with our activists what we do with our volunteers in order to to engage them help them 
and keep them motivated and keep them going because you know we all have our goals in mind of what we want to do we want to get of course get you into office they want to get you there but it's so much more than just saying hey i want to get into office come help me out and i know that you were very successful with that with your volunteer base and i want to i want to help spread that message and share that out because i've seen so many so many candidates and in, in the lp and frankly across the duopoly um that they lose them because they just kind of go hey thanks for volunteering and then they just move on with their day and it's just like you did nothing with exactly them. yeah my volunteers were phenomenal they were amazing i just want to do a quick shout out like my volunteers were so amazing they helped me look professional uh there's one particular individual his uh his name was cole and he was out there sign waving with me so we were at like the one busy intersection in our district <laughs> It's literally freezing out there. He brought like uh, this radio and he's out there jamming and he was wearing like a Hawaiian polo or whatever over top of his, like all of his like bundled up gear. And it was like, it had like the, the hibiscus flowers and then also like AR-15s and it was great. <laughs> and, um, but no, he was out there like waving the fly, the sign, you know, dancing to the music. And I was out there dancing too. And we were looking like we were having so much fun. Uh, my husband was also out there. Uh, yeah, tons of volunteers. Also, Joel was out there. He is our, uh, was he, he, he's our fundraising chair for the Alaska LP. And so we were out there. We were having a great time. People were looking at us. But there were other people sign waving too. And they're sitting there shivering, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it was freezing out I, I know i keep saying it was freezing out there but it it was cold it was yeah. really cold it was windy single digit temperatures but we were bundled up having a great time and people were honking at us i even got comments and messages like wow you guys look like you were having a great time out there people were like oh wow your volunteers look awesome i'm like i was out there too even though i was way bundled up you couldn't tell which one i was so <laughs> Don't also, worry. froze at the perfect time. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We can still hear you just fine, but that was a beautiful face to the freeze on. <laughs> oh, I feel cyber bullied, by the way. That that's we are we're going full circle. Um, everybody gets cyber bullied around here. Um, but. No, and that's so important. I want to have, I, I think I'm going to get like a panel of people, get you and get some other people who have had great success and figure out ways to help spread that message. Great that success. training, great success. Very nice. That is so important for our movement um, to keep people engaged because, you know, there are so many people in, and I want to get into the aftermaths here. Um, so many people that run for office or volunteer for a campaign or work for a campaign, the campaign finishes and they go, we were unsuccessful. I'm going to go ahead and go do something else now. And like, they just leave the movement entirely. And, and that's something that it, it hurts. It hurts me deep in my soul because we are all so passionate about this stuff. Now you are somebody who you were like, okay, campaign's done next Liberty goal, next Liberty mission, next Liberty initiative, next Liberty option, next Liberty, 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 Liberty. I, I don't know how you do, how you Liberty so hard, but I love it. Um, it's it's incredible i i want to know like what what prevented you from getting into that mindset because i've seen so many other candidates do it you didn't win your office you didn't achieve your goal and you said on to the next liberty-minded thing how talk me through that mindset right i mean well first off i don't think i could 
step away from the liberty movement as involved as I am and knowing all of the injustices that are going on I can't sleep well at night knowing that I didn't try and do something uh I am thinking about you know my friends my family and future generations and I don't want to be like well you know I didn't do anything even though we're losing our rights you know they're slowly being shaven away so I mean I wouldn't be able to sleep well at night knowing that I did nothing that's what got me started in the first place. And it's what keeps me going. I mean, there are times that I feel absolutely defeated and I feel like I am like not making any headway, you know, and it sucks, but I'm like, I have to be consistent. I have to keep going. So I push through those times that absolutely suck. But then there's times that we have these wins and it's just like the best feeling in the world. Like we're able to repeal something. We're able to reduce something. We're able to empower something. And it's, it the feeling is just it's it's uh it's addicting maybe it i have an addictive personality that, or something i mean here dopam- i am sucking on coffee yeah <laughs> that dopamine hit of those successes is incredible and i think it's just for some people it's getting to that first success and and that's going to be the hardest thing is how do i persevere to get through to that first success because once you get the taste of victory you, nothing tastes so sweet um and i like you said it's incredibly addicting and and so that's gonna be the push i got a quick question from the comment section does alaska have constitutional carry oh yeah so we're actually a uh we're a second amendment sanctuary state so (laughs) uh, i could probably go into details about that so pretty much what that means is we are not going to uh like i say we no the state officials local officials whatnot are not going to enforce federal gun laws and so like if like the federal government wants to come in and enforce some sort of gun law uh they have to do it themselves so they have to fly way the hell up here in the frigid cold enforce it themselves and and state and local officials are allowed to stand by and just let it happen just just watch and like not help in any way so they're not required to help yeah so yeah i i remember like living in alaska driving through rush hour traffic which if you can imagine this it was five cars on the whole road trip um but occasionally you would get on that one lane road and you would get behind somebody driving slow because that's how he caught up to them and in the back of the truck is the gun rack and it's just like i i appreciate you and i am not going to drive like an asshole because of that uh an armed society of course is a civilized society and alaska is leading the charge from the deep deep north or i call i i still call you guys like the deep south like you guys are just so far south that you guys are north um because y'all got some crazy rednecks up there too uh i i I love (laughs) you but um (laughs) but i do want to talk about some i can't deny it (laughs) yeah no you can't you really can't the the state of alaska is held together with duct tape and wd-40 it's fine um and ice lots and lots of ice but i want to talk about some of the upcoming events because we do have something that we both are sharing an organization with i i am of course on the council for you are the power and you I don't know what your official title is so i've given you this and i hope it sticks but they're you're the goddess over everything when it comes to you are the power um but we have an event coming up this saturday um next this, week saturday the 10th yes next saturday the 10th that i will potentially be there of course 
I don't think that we're going to be seeing you there. I wish we could, but we will not be. Um, but if you guys are looking to, you guys, many of you guys have heard of the story um, of Joshua Roar there in Gastonia. And of course, Pastor Moses, who is one of those people just bleeding from the heart, giving out his heart and soul to everyone else. Um, he needs to get two trailers moved to his location. So if you guys are looking to either get a part of this to help raise money, we're doing a fundraiser in person there in Gastonia. If you're not going to be able to make it, you guys can head over to youarethepower.net slash Gastonia. Or if you guys are looking to, to show up, head over to the Faith, Hope, and Love Community Enrichment Ministries in Gastonia. Um, between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. will be there. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, so you transitioned out of being a candidate and now kind of going full swing into, I wouldn't even say full swing into You Are The Power because you're still in so many different buckets. But you're you're it there in You Are The Power. I, I want to know what is You Are The Power? What are you doing there? How? What's the cause? What's the why? Yeah, so You're the Power has become this network where we empower individuals at the local level to spread liberty, um, whatever that means in the local level, whether it's tackling. Uh... Oh, no, I just lost your audio. At least it, it didn't freeze the face on this one. No, no, it's my Internet. It's fine. I So before it was your Internet. Now we're going to blame my Internet. It's OK. Um, Try again. Okay, so <laughs> Jason sucks. There we Jason go. Sucks. It comes Jason back sucks. when you say Jason sucks. <laughs> All right. Of course. So, anyways, uh, going back to it, uh, you're the power. It's this network that's empowering um, individuals at the local level to uh, tackle uh, legislation um, and pretty much reduce. Uh, government power, uh, fight against uh, government corruption, and also help with um, this voluntarist sort of mindset. Um, the thing with Pastor Moses, uh, he is a pastor in the area that helps the, uh, the homeless population there. He opened up his own homeless shelter, and however, the city of Gastonia is fighting against him. They shut down that uh, homeless shelter in the middle of winter, which directly resulted i'm gonna say it's directly resulted in multiple deaths um because it's the middle of winter they happened to shut down yeah several deaths i don't even remember what the final number was several homeless people died outside in the cold which is terrible that there is an individual who is giving from the kindness of his heart trying to make sure that these people have the very basics of heat and food and they shut him down and they aren't helping him any anyway. So like this fundraiser is going to help him get these trailers so that he has a warming area so that he can continue to serve these people. And so that's sort of like what You Are The Power is. It's this network. We connect people. We empower people. Uh, we just recently had a training so that uh, way people had more tools in their belt and so they can more effectively help out their local areas. And... Uh, <laughs> That training, if I can speak on that, it was a three-day training. There was so yeah. much information being shared, and most of it was just how terrible of a person I was. Nala comes back on my show, and she says, Jason sucks. This was the training just throughout the whole thing. Honestly, it was a great training. It fixed the audio. All right. It directly fixed it the does. audio. So. If, if you need to fix things, just insult me, and things get better. That's what we learned at the training, Ta-da! but the rest of it was fantastic. I, uh, anyways, continue on. <laughs> Yeah, so that is pretty much what it is. Um, so we're connected on social media and other um, outlets, and pretty much we're we're hoping to expand so that we have more of these trainings. We find more of these issues, and we 
have created like this network so it streamlines to the right people um because there's so many people that want to help and they're like but how like what do i do how i mean how do i fight this will you go to your city council and you speak to them and then you can talk to them you know and so we talk to different folks and like this is how you speak at the city council meeting um this is what happens uh, i mean people there's a lot of people that mean well and they want to help they want to do well and promote libertarianism they just don't know how to effectively do it or they see that there's so much to do i mean that they're like where do I start you know and like being able to hone in like well what do you like how can you help the movement let's focus on you doing that while you do you know this portion someone's going to do this portion this one you know and so connecting those people so that we can effectively promote libertarianism and so it is a nonpartisan thing so we do promote the philosophy of libertarianism so yeah it's fantastic. I, I love it. And and along with that training next week, as I said, Liberty Chic, the owner, the operator, the designer, and everyone else. He's coming on the show next Friday. You guys could check out Dwayne Lester. He is also was the, the trainer for all three of those events. And I'm sure you guys will see more insults coming my way next week. So stay tuned for that. Um but outside of that, is is there any last little tidbits? Uh Last, I'll give you the last word um, before I kick you to the curb and we move on to the next next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, reiterating the three big things with my that really helped my campaign, making sure that people know who you are before you even start campaigning. So getting involved locally, going to city council meetings, borough, county, parish, whatever it's called, local meetings, um, doing community events. Uh, volunteer for your community. You don't have to start the event yourself. You can just hook on to other events. There's plenty of opportunities. Just hook on to those and be a part of it. Promote about it. Encourage others to join you. Uh, so get heavily involved before you even start. Um, and then another thing, volunteers, treat them well. <laughs> Please give them praise. Be nice to them. I've heard of too many um, candidates that were just awful to their volunteers you know they are they are volunteers you aren't paying them and they are just an absolute lifesaver the amount of times that volunteers helped me out they brought uh, stuff to my attention they helped me look far more professional they had great skills that I didn't have or they took on things when I didn't have time they're a lifesaver they really help you out treat them well Um, and then another thing the final thing show up to everything don't be scared just because oh this is a Democrat event. This is a Republican event. This is show up to all of them. Don't be scared to go into the lion's den, which by the way, I was talking to my husband and he said, you had a missed opportunity to call your podcast, the lion's den, by the way. (laughs) So anyways, don't be scared to go into the lion's den. You have great ideas. Be sure you can portray them. When I was at that debate stage, oh yeah, I was in the lion's den, but you know what? Afterwards, multiple people came up to me. They said I had you know, they had great respect for me that I stood up for what I believed in. I could feel the daggers just staring into me. And of course, I'm just like, wow, I'm glad I wore enough deodorant because I'm just sweating like no other. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's scary. Yeah, it's definitely scary. But you know what? You have to have the courage to go into every, go into all of these forums, go to every forum you can, write for every paper you can, go to every meeting that you can, like whether it's like planning meetings where it's, you know, regular assembly meetings, go to everything. And not only that, go to small businesses, go to, you know, like other, uh, other organizations and nonprofits, 
you will be amazed at how much it makes an impact. Like, oh my gosh, you took the time to come to us, you know, meet yes. them where they are. So yes. put in the work <laughs> and it will result in second place, 30%. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's a lot of work, but you know what? It's possible. And so who knows? This was my first time running. Who knows what the second time is going to be like? Second time is coming. Stay tuned, everyone. 2024, 2026, 2028. Sometime we're going to violate the nap and sign her up for another office to run for. And I'm excited to see her get elected. Nalik, it is always a pleasure to talk with you. I love talking with you. I love the knowledge you give us. And uh, I want to thank you for your experiences and everything you brought with us tonight. Just thank you so much. I will talk to you here soon. Um, I'll see you on the other side. I'm going to just wrap this up over here, and then I'll see you back in the Zoom. All thank right, you. sounds good. Thanks, Jason. I didn't even tell her, but she's, of course, always more than welcome to come back on anytime and every time that she wants to. I will share that with her, even though she can hear me right now. Um, but she didn't even know, like, I was contemplating a rebranding and that was actually was something on the list maybe not the lion's den specifically but uh something to do with the lions so putting that one on the on the notepad but so outside of next saturday potentially being there in gastonia which i'm trying to be there for so if you guys are are in the area and you guys want to come out and meet me you guys are more than welcome to i would love to see you guys out there again that is uh saturday december 10th from 11 to 2 um they're in gastonia check that one out but also this sunday i am going on the anti-podcast or anti-political podcast anti-political podcast the anti-podcast podcast um if you guys haven't heard of this it's because they've only got a couple episodes out but you guys gotta check it out it's alan limp he is one of the good guys out there putting out wholesome content they're talking about why things are so political and they don't necessarily need to be and so it's giving a whole new trajectory bringing on some pretty incredible guests and they're bringing me on so bringing the level down a little bit but it's going to be a good time i'm so excited for the conversation um so this sunday we're going to be doing the recording i don't know if they're dropping it Sunday or sometime next week, but keep your eyes and ears out for that. Uh, I'll be continuing to update you guys on events that I will be on up, update or with podcasts and any kind of experiences. If you guys are looking for that, um, because frankly, after going down to Brevard County, Florida, which was an incredible event, um, it, you know, as, as Nalik and I were talking about, once you get that little taste of victory, nothing tastes so sweet. So we're going to keep doing those things. We're going to keep keep getting out there, spreading the word uh, in person and virtually here through the podcast here on Muddy Waters Media, wherever, however, we're going to spread that message. But I want to thank you all for being a part of tonight's show. We'll see you guys next Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm bringing back Dwayne Lester, the man, the legend himself. I'll see you guys then. I hope you guys are be good, be well, and I'll see you guys again soon.